This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On the matter of the federal election, by the way, that's coming up October 21, but that date may actually be moved till a week later. There's now been a federal court challenge brought forward by a Toronto Conservative Party of Canada candidate, uh, Chani Aray Bain, who is running for the Conservatives in Eglinton Lawrence, brought forth this legal challenge because uh, the election date as it stands now on the 21st of October impacts her and approximately 75,000 Orthodox Jews across the country. And as a consequence, uh, she is petitioning the courts to have the date changed. Michael Mostyn is the CEO of B'nai B'rith Canada, here to explain the implications of all of this. Michael, good to have you on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, John. All right. Uh, so the idea that there's a court challenge, I'm guessing you very much support this, do you not? Well, we actually participated in the court challenge. We were granted, uh, we were the only party to ask for intervention status. We were granted that. Uh, and in fact, uh, at the end of the day, the court accepted both our arguments and the arguments of the two applicants uh, that were arguing that um, uh, proper discretion uh, was not given and uh, that uh, the CEO should reconsider whether or not charter rights were violated um, in not uh, thinking about a day of cultural or religious significance, which Shemina Seret, which is the Jewish holiday that we're talking about, uh, is. And when you say CEO, you're talking about the chief electoral officer. That's right, the oh. chief electoral officer. And so it, the end result of this litigation was the, the judge accepted our arguments, and in, in effect it was kicked back uh, to the C CEO, the chief electoral officer, uh, to reconsider uh, what the judge has written, uh, to, to take into account the balancing of, of charter rights, uh, and to consider whether or not to change the election date from October 21st, which is the current date, uh, to uh, October 28th, which is the recommended date uh, by the parties and is something that is allowable by the Elections Act. Michael, were you surprised at all that uh, this matter wasn't considered initially? I mean, you've got a calendar, I'm guessing, as the uh, CEO, and you would look at important dates on that so as not to conflict or coincide. Uh, you're absolutely right, John. Uh, this should be uh, one of the number one things that's considered uh, by uh, somebody in this position, um, which is take a look at the calendar. We, we know well in advance uh, where all of these major dates are. And this is a really major date for the Jewish community. I mean, there may be many holidays in Judaism, just like in many other religions, but there's only certain holidays where work is restricted, um, even driving a car is restricted, writing is restricted. There is an absolute restriction on observant Jews, not just Orthodox Jews, by the way, the 75,000 approximately Orthodox Jews in Canada, but I'll let you know, uh, B'nai B'rith has been asking the Jewish community, and in fact all Canadians that just care about religious freedom and freedom of conscience in this country, and, and not having different communities feel different or unequal, uh, to contact Elections Canada. We have contacted every single synagogue in this country, from every single denomination of Judaism, from coast to coast, and not one, not one congregation had any issue um, with, with what we were pushing, uh, which is the election date needs to be changed because there's an infringement of charter rights. Michael Mostyn's with us, CEO of B'nai B'rith Canada, on this matter of changing the elect uh, election date from October 21 till a week later, the 28th. What, when you talk about, well, it's obviously going to be uh, a matter of more than 75,000 Orthodox Jews being impacted here. It could well number into... Uh, in excess of 100,000, but nonetheless, it's still a large number. It almost, well, this would disenfranchise these people. You know, there's talk about voter suppression and so on and so forth. I mean, I don't want to uh, confuse the two, but uh, when you've got this number of people who can't vote uh, based on 
a matter of religious conscience, uh, that ought to be taken well into consideration. I would think that would be the most compelling argument, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And and the Supreme Court of Canada has actually ruled in the past that beyond just voting, meaningful participation, a meaningful role in the electoral process is also a protected charter right. And not only are individuals, and in fact, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of individuals going to be prevented from voting, not just on Election Day, but for only having access to 17 hours rather than the usual 60 uh, hours that the general public has for advance votes because of other holidays. Uh, but they they are not going to be able to participate in the electoral process. They are not going to be able to go out and knock on doors uh, for the candidate of their choice and the party of their choice, to be scrutineers on election day, to, to feel a part, a vibrant part of Canadian democracy. And that is something that we should want every community, everybody should feel enfranchised in this country. And, uh, and that's why we believe very strongly that the chief electoral officer should reconsider and ensure that nobody feels like they're second class in this country. Yeah, you just answered a question I did have uh, whether or not oh, advanced polling. No, no, that's fine. It's good. Uh, we're running with it because, you know, uh, a lot of people might suggest that uh, by way of alternative, you can always vote in advanced polls, but you've taken care of that one. I'm just curious now. So the judge has ruled in this instant uh, she's granted a judicial review you and sending the matter back to the CEO uh, for a, quote, redetermination that reflects a proportionate balancing of the charter rights with the statutory mandate. Uh, it almost seems like there's some latitude for him to make that decision, whereas it seems to what you're telling us, this should be a slam dunk. Uh, we believe that it should be uh, in terms of the final answer, but certainly it is absolutely within the chief electoral officer's discretion uh, to b- balance the charter rights uh, to um, uh, and, and consider everything that uh, was put forward before the court. Um, once again, we feel very strongly, and I think from all of the parties that was put forward um, in evidence towards the court, that uh, if the decision is not made to change this election date, and, and it is too bad that it is so late down the process. Uh, and this is, you're absolutely right, this is something that should have been done long ago, but it's never too late to fix a mistake. It's never too, right, too late to do the right thing. And this is something that must be done, in our opinion. And yet, Justice Anne-Marie MacDonald, this is the uh, justice in question, added, I'm not satisfied that the necessary circumstances arise in this case to warrant the issuance of a mandamus order, uh, what does that mean in layperson's terms? So basically, the the parties were asking the judge herself to make the order to change the election date, and the and the judge said basically, I, I'm not comfortable doing that. Uh, this is um, you know for the chief electoral officer to do. So let's let's put it back to the chief electoral officer and trust that they will now uh, do a, a proper balancing exercise of, of charter rights and trust that they will make the right decision. And if they don't, is there a higher appeal? There is, but unfortunately, August 1st is the drop-dead date for uh, to go to uh, governor and council to recommend another election date. So in effect, there is no appeal. Whatever the chief electoral officer uh, decides uh, is essentially going to be what happens. So uh, we're all waiting to see at this point uh, what the chief electoral will decide. Will it stay on the 21st or is it going to change to the 28th? Well, yeah, that's uh, coming up rather quickly. I mean, uh, it's a week out, less than a week out, so uh, we'll know by then. I appreciate your setting the table for us and helping us to understand the issue in play. Thanks so much, Michael. Thanks so much, John. You got it. Michael Mostyn again, CEO of B'nai B'rith Canada. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.